0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let Beauty Guide You, the health and wellness podcast with your host, Chelsea Keen. Today, I'm very excited to announce we're going to talk about what it means to be a spiritual ninja with Janelle Krista. Welcome, Janelle. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's
0: such a pleasure. Yeah. And um, specifically, like we're going to talk about being a spiritual ninja, but I also want to bring the conversation back to relating it to anti-racist work as well, because you've been um, I've spoken about that on on Instagram, so I wanted to ask you about that. Um, but but w- before we dive in, I just want to give you a little introduction here. So Janelle is a number one selling author of the book Spiritual Ninja, which helps people find happiness amidst the turmoil peace amidst chaos and self-acceptance. It's also a tool that can help people take 100% responsibility for the creation of their own reality. Um, She's also the leader and coach of a few different courses a few different courses excuse me one of them being called spiritual ninja there's also harmony keys and dream weaver which i understand is a six-month transformational program to heal from the past and create a dream life filled
1: with purpose
0: did i get all that right janelle
1: you got it right you go girl (laughs) you did your homework
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so i'm so excited to hear from you what is a spiritual ninja and what does it mean to be a spiritual ninja? And maybe you can share how you became a spiritual ninja.
1: Sure. So, uh, in short, a spiritual ninja is a badass, no fluff, magical soldier in the army of love. So, I believe that in order to be a ninja, you know, that requires a tremendous amount of commitment, dedication, trust and practice and with spirituality and real spiritual work, you really have to go there. Um, and a ninja hood is also a sense of embodiment. It's really making it physical. You know, it's like really learning how to use your body and, and, and work it like magic. So, um, I, I stay away at this point from like the airy fairy kind of spiritual, uh, new age stuff. Uh, it doesn't mean that I don't buy into a lot of it, but I, Really, really try to work with everything on a very human level, uh, and a very practical level. So, uh, to be a spiritual ninja is really just owning that very human part of you and channeling that spiritual part inside of that human vessel that you are.
0: Totally. What I'm um, what I'm hearing too is kind of like embracing the the hard stuff, like not just sugarcoating everything, like la la la. Like, yeah. is that what you mean by airy fairy?
1: Yes. 100%. Like, you know, like I can get into talking about chakras or, or, you know, energy fields or whatever, but I'm not going to, uh, you know, pretend like everything happens for a reason and, you know, it's all just part of a divine plan and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, you have to find your reason and make a reason out of it to make your life better. And, um, when we, oftentimes it's like in Kind of the spiritual world that we go into, um, we start to buy into this idea that, uh, you know, we create our reality, and so then it's like everything is our fault, (laughs) and it can be a really, really ugly road, and it can be very, very painful, and it can actually uh, bring so much more judgment into your life. And so I think there's a real fine balance with understanding you create your reality and also there's outside influences and other influences. And, um, you know, you ultimately do have the power to choose how you wanna live your life, but uh, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, asking for every bad thing in the whole world to happen to you to learn some lesson. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I I love how you pointed that out because I've actually been um grappling with that balance myself. Um especially like, you know, I'm I I love Abraham Hicks and I love listening to like her her talks and stuff like that. Um and and the law of attraction, um but I have a hard time um relating all of that kind of work to like what's going on in the world and and how to kind of, you know, like bring that, um, that, that theory about the law of attraction and that, you know, we're a hundred percent responsible for like what we're creating and also, yeah. And also we, we can be victim to circumstances and and things outside of our control too. So I don't know if you have any, any coaching on that or if you speak (laughs) with that to your clients or.
1: It's a everyday conversation with people and with myself, you know, like I've certainly gone through phases, especially when I first got into spirituality Um, I mean, I always have been interested in spirituality, but when I had my, like my big awakening or whatever, it was like every single thing I was seeking the message. And really uh, it was like a way to detach from situations even further and not go into feeling the feelings underneath it, because it was, it's like, In a sense, it's like a a control, really. (laughs) It's like trying to have control of the the uncertainty and make sense of it. And, you know, a lot of life, we can't really make sense of it. And that's the beauty in it, is the mystery. And so by accepting that, um, you know, accepting the mystery, we can can really have an experience of transformation in our life. And I think as a collective right now, we're having this massive... Test. (laughs) I don't like that word, but like test with being able to just accept the mystery and accept the uncertainty of what the future holds, and it's driving people batshit crazy. (laughs) You know, so so we definitely are having that right now, and so by working with really relinquishing control, I think is how you begin to to heal that and work with that on a on a more more deeper profound level.
0: Amazing. Yeah. So like the surrender, the let go element of it, surrendering to the mystery of it and and then dealing with it powerfully.
1: Yeah. And trying to have fun with it as much as possible. I know that sounds cool, but really trying to have fun with it. Like I remember a long time ago in meditation kind of heard this message because I was like on my knees crying to God, like, are you a masochist? What is (laughs) is the deal here? This is so painful. I'm in so much pain. Like You know if there is a god like what the hell is wrong with you and um what i heard was you know that we're getting like massive street credit from being on earth and you know and that kind of was funny it was like oh okay like i can play with that a little bit that takes the edge off a little bit and it makes it a little bit more interesting so uh, <laughs> so maybe that will help somebody.
0: Uh, okay, that's hilarious. Um yeah, and I wanted to ask you in the in the dis- for the sorry, in the description for the book, it reads this book is especially for you if you are a highly sensitive empathic or the type of person that people often unload on. So mm-hmm. why is your book especially helpful or or your coaching in general? Why is it especially helpful for people who identify as empaths?
1: So I uh, definitely identify as an empath. Yet I wasn't even introduced to that word really until I would think I was like, I was kind of old. I was like 25. I mean, I'd kind of heard it, but I think I was in therapy and my therapist uh, kind of shouted that out to me. Like, you are an empath. And I didn't even totally get the concept of what that meant. And when I started really looking into that and moved through because there's this phase i went through like oh i'm special like i have these powers like this and um i think everybody has to go through that a little bit um, when we start to recognize we do have these powers because it's exciting but, um, then when that's over, it's like, okay, well, right. What do I do with this? Because I'm constantly overwhelmed. I'm having people randomly come up to me at the grocery store and tell me their whole life story. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm having all of this chaos in my life. I'm not knowing how to hold a boundary. And so I wanted to create a guidebook for people like me, who I actually think there are way more of us out there than we know, because like I said, I was 25 before I even knew what that really meant. Um, and create this guidebook for people so we can talk about stuff that we don't learn in school because it's so important. Like we, we never are taught about boundaries really. Like that's just not, we're taught the opposite of boundaries actually. From the yeah. moment we are born, we are taught the opposite of boundaries. Like no one's asking a baby, can I pick you up? Can I hold you? You know, can I, when you go over to auntie, or uncle's house and everyone's smothering you and kisses and you know, the joke where you're squeezing the cheeks and all that. It's like, does the child want that? Or, you know, are you just moving in their space because you think that they're like an object because they're smaller than you? You know, so we are literally taught these fractured boundaries from the time we're born. And then we have medical interventions and all these different things that are just, you know, going across like a physical barrier. And so I really wanted to just normalize this whole idea of like, Here's, a, here's where I end, here's where you begin, here's how you energetically protect yourself, and here's why it's important, because we are all made of energy. We are 99.99999% energy, and that energy connects and intermingles with everything around us. I mean, it's amazing when you start looking at the quantum universe, that everything is so interconnected, and we are so interconnected, and so really on a very elementary level, learning how to create your own space and hold an energetic boundary and become more aware of that is one of the most foundational things that we can do in our lives but we're not taught that so um especially for people who identify as empaths or maybe have been told that they're an empath uh, i wanted to create this book for them because i wish that my mom could have read it to me when i was little you know i wish that as a customer service agent i would have known these skills that when somebody goes off on me about the price being wrong that it's not my fault and i don't need to take their bad mood on or if i'm an energy healer and i'm you know in a session with somebody and i'm doing energy healing and i pick up on something I don't have to then soak it up and make it mine. So that's really what um spiritual ninja, the guidebook was all about was just this you know how to really begin to uh, commit yourself to this spiritual practice in a really healthy uh, sovereign way.
0: I mean, yeah, that's beautiful. I think like it's something we can all benefit from, right? is is creating those energetic boundaries. and you know, I've, I've, I've read like a little bit of your book. I haven't read all of it, but, um, it seems like you're going through these like, um, meditative exercises as a way to create those, those energetic boundaries. Are there, are there other methods that you use other than meditation to, to get there?
1: Yeah, totally. So there's lots of different methods. Um, for me, like visualization just in general works really well. Uh, I'm a really visual person. You know, I make Films and television and stuff. So that uh, really works for me, but we all have our different ways of being able to, uh, you know, tune in. Maybe it's uh, through visual, maybe it's more kinesthetic, maybe it's auditory, you know. So identifying what it, learning style is yours is really helpful. Um, and so, like, an example could be, and this might seem funny, but or a little woo woo or whatever, but. Um, on an energetic level, it really makes this tremendous difference. If you, if you're a visual person and you're feeling like, okay, let's just think, all right, you're driving down the road. And some jerk cuts you off and then flips you off like it's your fault. And you're feeling that in your chest and you're getting anxious because you just had some attack come at you. Um, This kind of stuff happens to us all the time. Like we live in a fast world, you know, and unless you live in a tiny town where everyone knows each other, (laughs) you know, those kinds of things happen. So... A, a way to be able to deal with that if your visual could be to just close your eyes and imagine a bubble around you and imagine a bubble around them and imagine any cords that went between you in that interaction and cut them like literally imagine cutting them mm-hmm. and and going there as, as as deep as you can. Um, or if you're kinesthetic, you can literally just imagine like physically doing it with your arm, like like take your arm and karate chop it and, and pull that energy off of you and away from you and, and clear your field of that energy. You know, And there's all these different kind of techniques that we can do. Um, that one's a favorite because it works so well and it's just um, so quick and so easy. But there's lots of different... Sorry. There's lots of different uh, things that we can do uh, to protect our, our energy, you know, and I think it goes down to basics, even just like regular biohacking skills of, of um, you know, breathing, drinking water, sleeping, uh, you know, eating fresh foods, detoxifying your body, like all of those kinds of things also go into protecting your energy. So I get into that a little bit in the Spiritual Ninja book and then a little more depth in the course. Um, The course is fun because it actually takes people through all the meditations, which I think are really important. Um, you know because then you can learn how to embody them and then do those techniques a lot faster in your day-to-day life. But um yeah, I mean there's so many tools that we can pull from. Um, but more than anything, I think it just comes from really making that choice and that decision to be an autonomous, sovereign being and and recognize the truth that we intermingle all the time and go, okay, well I'm going to I'm gonna take you know no i don't like the word control but i'm going to take the power back from any institution or person or place that you know has robbed me of it and i'm going to hold that within myself
0: yeah i mean it's so important what you're saying about you know holding that power um and you know it's interesting what you're saying about the the concept of empath there are certainly people who Feel things at a different level, but I personally believe that we're we're all a little bit empathic, right? And on that level, we're all impacted by other people's energy. And so you know, and bringing these concepts to what's going on the world, on in the world with with Black Lives Matter and and standing for social justice, mm-hmm. how how can we protect our energy in the context of 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 that? that social justice and needing to take those stands. Um, and, you know, like in the process of educating ourselves and, and, and taking those actions, how can we protect our energy, um, while we're grappling with such weighty stuff?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think hitting on a couple different things here, cause I think it's really important. We talked a little bit about this. Um, when we were first connecting on Instagram was, um, so many people in the spiritual community when it comes to, uh, lives matter or a lot of other issues too. I saw it with the me too movement. Um, you know, lots of big, heavy things. Uh, there's this spiritual bypassing that happens, right? Like, um, kind of going into what we're talking about earlier. It's like, Uh, oh everything happens for a reason and you create your own reality and you know you hear like well we got to stay positive let's keep everything positive and you know let's not go into the anger or you know like this is all happening because um you know it 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 needs to and da 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 like or the new one which is like all lives matter you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so i think i want to hit on a couple things with this question is is first recognizing number one, if you're doing that, because if you're doing that, stop. <laughs> like just stop.
0: Mm-hmm. Just, yeah.
1: just recognize that that's what's happening and allow yourself to be willing to go a little deeper. Why am I doing that? Because you obviously have some different pains or different uh, things that are too difficult for you to be able to look at. And so you're projecting that outward and you're not able to really, really go into the humanity um and real compassion and it's funny because um this comes out differently for a lot of people like well you know i mentioned compassion where people can i start to be like oh well you know i'm just seeing all sides of everything that's me i'm extra compassionate you know like the all lives matter i don't want to leave anyone out and blah 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 and so being willing to first look at, am I doing that? And then looking at, why am I doing that? What What is it that is so painful for me to be able to uh, bypass all of these human emotions that are coming up? My emotions, other people's emotions, the pain in the world. What is it that I'm not willing to really work with because i believe that denial is kind of like one of the lowest vibrating feelings that we can have is a sense of denial um because that puts up this tremendous resistance to our compassion to our empathy to our love to our action to all of these beautiful things inside of us so being willing to work with healing that denial in yourself is is paramount so i would say that's the number one thing Um, you know if you identify as an empath or a spiritual person or whatever and all of this is coming up in the world um it's it's coming up at us you know it's coming up at us because we've been in denial as a collective as a collective and it's it's coming up at us and we are we are needing to deal with it it's it's important you know this is like a very important thing and it's it's um It's not something that we, we can deny, you know, it's, it's like, if someone is suffering, we're all going to suffer. So we can't just ignore it. So that's number one thing I think with really beginning to work with, with that is recognizing, am I spiritually bypassing? And then next, really beginning to look at what your limitations are. Um, You know, the other thing I, I see people doing, and I think it does maybe come from like a goodness of heart, because I try to see the goodness in everyone is um, really trying to speak about things. Maybe you don't understand, you know, like over relating with a person's pain. And, um, and I think really being able to go, I don't understand. I can try to relate in ways that I can, but I don't understand. And I'm, I never will, at least in this lifetime, if I'm not a black person, what you're going through, right? Like I, I, I can, relate on some level, like with the Me Too movement, I experienced a tremendous amount of, of sexual abuse growing up. And so, um, you know, I can relate to what it feels like to have, uh, you know, an, an experience that is now becoming up, coming up in the world, and it's really big, and your all your pain is coming up. But just like in that case, it's like someone that hadn't experienced that is just not going to understand exactly what I'm going through. So being able to uh, you know, recognize if I'm spiritually bypassing, recognize if I'm, I'm being overly trying to, um, and I talk about this in Spiritual Ninja a little bit, how we as empaths, sometimes um, we often think of empaths as people who get like stepped all over, you know, like doormats because uh, they um, can soak everything up and they're just weak and, and porous. But empaths also can push their views all over everybody too and um influential right (laughs) right and so recognizing like okay where is my place in this and where can i get educated and i don't believe that everyone has to be public on instagram about everything i think sometimes education can be a more personal intimate thing um but i believe you know being willing to stand up And speak your voice and speak your word, even if your voice is shaking, is really, really important. And I don't know everything about everything, right? And I'm not going to pretend like I do, but I'm going to maybe share with uh, with my viewers or my listeners or my followers my experience as I go. And so you can learn with me. I'm going to own up to the fact that maybe I don't know, and here's my prejudices, and here's my ignorances, and here's my stuff, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grow too. So I think it's it's a lot of different things, but I think we can relate this to a lot of different things in our life of like, am I bypassing? Am I pretending to know more than I do? Am I over- you know, empathizing when it's not really my place to do so is my place here just to listen and hold space and to work on healing myself. Because ultimately that's the only thing we can really, really control is we can work to heal ourselves. And then we can, um, we can educate and we can, you know, bring that outward into the world. And in saying that this whole movement isn't just for white people to, uh, you know, have self-care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's understanding like the different levels of where that goes and where you're at. And, you know, and if I'm being too overindulgent and because just recently I could go on about this, but just recently, um, our, uh, a friend of ours was on a group text and somebody accidentally sent, a message on group text and it was like a group text with the whole workforce and they accidentally sent, I sent a, a message and it was a meme and it was really bad. It was like very racist and it was just really bad. And it's like right in the middle of like everything that's happening. And, um, <laughs> and it was amazing because the, uh, the HR person like got everybody together and everyone had to have a conversation about it. But what it turned into was because no one showed up to the meeting that, um, you know, no people of color showed up to the meeting because they were so like, that was so wrong. We're not even, you know, we're just not even showing up. Um You guys need to educate yourselves on this. And my friend told me that the whole meeting just ended up being this whole, well, I feel this and I feel that and da, 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 da. And it's like, this is still not about you. <laughs> yeah. So, um so it's not to say that your feelings aren't important, you know, but it's recognizing where you are in this whole process and, and just taking ownership over that and being willing to be a beginner and be willing to understand and have to listen and we could all benefit so much from just listening to one another. So anyways, that was a big rant for a question, but um, those are kind of my thoughts on it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's great. And I think like um, you know, in the context of taking care of our energy we also have to recognize too, like, yeah, we have to take care of our energy, but sometimes it's good to be sad. It's good to be reflecting. It's good to be deeply feeling what is happening. You know, it's, it is an awakening. So it's, it's not, it's like you say, it's not about taking care of ourselves necessarily. Like, yes, we have to take care of ourselves so that we can be a contribution and and hold space and listen, but uh, we also, we have to feel it and we, we can't bypass that, like you say. So.
1: So yeah. true. I love that you said that because I feel like that's what I was kind of trying to get at, but I didn't say it correctly about, you know, if you need to take a moment to not be public about what it is, maybe, you know, that's not part of your platform to share all your inner emotions, you know, online, yeah. but taking that moment to feel sad is so important because for, for me, you know, um, and for a lot of people I know, uh, everything that has been coming up for the last two weeks has just been so heart-wrenching. You know, it's been yeah. so, so sad and so painful, but being willing to feel that pain is so important. It's so necessary, you know, and it's honoring, it's honoring everyone that's been hurting, you know, to be able to connect in with that humanity and everything that connects us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It is honoring um, what's what's actually going on, and and without it, it's it just doesn't seem right. So yeah, it's it's heavy and, and necessary. So yeah, thank you, thank you for speaking on that. And, um, and and like you pointed pointed out about the meeting is too is like I think it's important that um or at least I'm hearing a lot of Black voices say this too is it's really important that white people take the lead and like you know we we lock hands and, you know, you don't need our supervision, like just help us, you know, (laughs) and and take, take the work off us, do your own education and, and, you know, so, so I really appreciate that you came on today and we could, we could talk about this and, and, you know. Okay, great. So, um, if our listeners would like to work with you or, you know, they want to get coaching from you or anything like that, where can they find you and how can they contact you?
1: So my website is, uh, my name, John It's J A N E L E C H R I S T A. Uh, .com. and I actually just this last week released you know I don't know if you saw it on Instagram but I just released a little mini course that's free um, it's an excerpt from one of my other courses but it's a really special uh, I, I wanted to give it out during this time um, when the everything that we've all been through with the coronavirus and the quarantine and riots and the presidential election and just everything that's up this year. And we're not even half, well, I guess we're halfway through the year now, but um, it's a little mini course on consciousness that basically takes people through a process of um, looking at their own consciousness and their greater consciousness and uh, getting in touch with it on a deeper level. So I take people through hypnotic uh, meditation where they begin to strip all the materialism of their identity and eventually get to the point of, of their own inner consciousness and that greater consciousness. And it's a very, very powerful meditation. And I, I um, released it now because a really dear friend of mine uh, just passed away. And I had while he was in that dying process, I took him through that meditation. And it was one of the most magical experiences ever of our whole friendship and all the many years that I've known him and he said he wished that he'd done it sooner so I just decided I was going to release this for everybody for free so that's available now it's a little mini course it's like four videos a couple printouts a meditation you know someone can get through it in a couple hours it's not going to take all day but um, that's a little introduction into my work and it's free and uh, i be happy to connect with anybody if anyone wants to take it and email me and tell me about their experience I always want to hear what people go through. So that's available, um, on, uh, my website just under free mini course, uh, and on Instagram, which is where I met you. Uh, I have uh, my two accounts, Janelle, Krista, Janelle underscore Krista. And then my other account, which is Janelle Krista productions, which is all my film stuff. So if anyone wants to say hello, um, uh, then I would be really happy to talk to them. Oh.
0: I'm sorry to hear about your friend. Um, but sure. thank you for sharing that that story about the the meditation and for share, sharing it for free. That's amazing. Yeah. When something's so special that you know it can impact lots of people, it's yeah, that wanting to yeah. share it is intense, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely gonna check out that meditation for sure. <laughs> cool. I'll let you
1: know. <laughs> awesome. I can't wait to hear about it.
0: Um, so as we know, this podcast is called Let Beauty Guide You. Um, and one thing I ask all my guests are is what are three ways you let beauty guide you in life?
1: Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so um for for me, it's really that's really easy. Uh for me it's it's the <laughs> the my son's laughter. It's my daughter's uh, glimmer in her eyes, and it's my husband's tenderness in his heart. Oh. And when I can find those three things, no matter where I am in the world or whatever state I'm in, that beauty can guide me into a million different places. So um, that one's pretty easy for me.
0: <laughs> your family, yeah. yeah. The love of your family. Yeah. That's beautiful.
1: and I think we can all find you know three uh things about other people that touch us that can guide us into the beauty so
0: (laughs) that's so true yeah looking looking for all those beautiful things about other people and then we bring it out too right the more we look for it the more we bring it out as well yes 100 percent well, thank you so much, Janelle. I super, super appreciate you being on this podcast. And um, you know, for our listeners, like we met on Instagram, and I just sent her a couple messages, and she was so down. And so, I just really appreciate your willingness to come on and, and share um, from your heart what you've been, what you've created, and and how it can contribute to the world today. So, thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate being here.
0: Is there anything else you'd like to share with us today? Any final last words? Uh,
1: Just that Chelsea's awesome. So listen to her stuff and (laughs) follow her online and, uh, and just continue doing what you're doing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. I love it. Thanks everyone for listening to let beauty guide you. And if you learned something in this episode today, don't forget to share Uh, It'd be great if you could share with at least three other friends who you think would get something out of it. Thanks so much, and we'll catch you for the next episode.